Does it look like the October dates are going to happen for you now? Has that changed since you guys moved everything to October? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Initially, I thought this was going to be like a two-week thing, and then we'd all be back to back working again. Yeah. And, you know, I just, who knows? I, I, I hope so. Um, you know, I'm not going to have any hesitations about going back on the road unless things get really bad, but you know, it's, it's just impossible to tell. At the moment. Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of Bus Call. This is an excerpt from an interview I did with David Hooper over at Music Business Radio and Lightning 100 back in July. Keep in mind, we weren't sure what was going to happen with the pandemic over the fall and winter. There's obviously a lot that has changed and I was way wrong on a lot of things that I thought were going to happen here. But it is a pretty interesting conversation that I had with David. If you guys like the podcast, please do us a favor and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Share with some friends, text somebody, and visit us at show-logistics.com slash podcast where you can pick up a shirt and listen to your favorite episode of Bus Call. Without any further ado, here's my interview with David Hooper on Music Business Radio. It's Music Business Radio, special COVID-19 coronavirus edition. I'm David Hooper coming to you from my closet in South Nashville. Engineer Stephanie and I have been doing several conversations with artists and other personnel who have been affected by COVID-19. This next one, a conversation I had with Ryan Goldbacher. He's the tour manager for Sebastian Bach. Probably remember Sebastian from the band Skid Row. He's been on the road ever since he's been in Skid Row until it came to a complete stop because of COVID-19. We talk about that, how he's doing his meet and greets, what he's going to do after this is all over. This is my conversation with Ryan Goldbacher on Music Business Radio. Sebastian Bach, 30 straight years of touring, at least. Do you have a same or similar story? My, my story begins, uh, I guess, um, you know, I, w- I moved to Nashville to be an audio engineer in the studio, and I was never really like a creative guy. I couldn't write a song. I was, I would say, a mediocre guitar player. By Nashville standards, a pretty terrible guitar player. But, uh, you know, it, it, the technical side of things was always what I was interested in. And I kind of realized quick when I got to Nashville, you know, all the big studios where I would have been able to get a job were kind of shutting down because everybody was doing it themselves on their laptop and stuff like that. So I I kind of slowly slid into the the live sound thing just because there was money to be made there. You know, not not a lot of money, but you know, enough to support myself. And uh you know, initially, you know, I really just wanted to do audio um for bands and I kind of learned that just by doing it. And eventually, um I was a um an audio engineer at SIR in Nashville. Yeah, and um, Shooter Jennings' manager uh, came in one day. He was working with uh, the band Evanescence, and they were doing a thing there. And we kind of met each other in passing. And to make a long story short, eventually I ended up emailing him about a gig that he uh, that he had posted on a on a website. And uh, you know, we got back to each other, and we kind of he was like, "Well, we want you to do audio, but can you do the tour managing thing too?" And I had no idea. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, "Yeah, of course I can tour manage. Just booking flights and <laughs> doing schedules and stuff like that." So yeah, sounds I, easy. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. And then you know, I ended up doing it, and I, man, I had my ass handed to me there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that's the nuts and bolts of how I got into the tour managing side of things. The audio was kind of you know since high school I was into that. But and, and has your life since then been just one series of tours after the other with different artists with the same artists? Uh, it's it's been different artists. I mean, the thing is, you know, when you're starting out in this business, you you go, you go for who you know. I mean, you'll do a tour and then. 
you know, nobody knows who you are. So you might have three months off or something like that. And then you do another one and it just kind of builds from that. So like my, my first real, you know, I had done a bunch of bands and I actually did some theater stuff before I did, did shooter, but shooter was like my real first, my first real tour. You know, after that, I ended up working with, uh, Jared Neiman, um, guy named Greg Bates and a couple other country acts and, you know, just kind of led to, to doing more rock stuff. And then eventually Sebastian and Samantha fish. So Sebastian is one of those guys when I think of him, um, a legendary front man, I think would, would be a good way to talk about him. I mean, he's on the road constantly. He's one of those guys. I feel like he's going to die with his boots on. Yeah. I mean, he lives for the road. He's, he's a road dog like us. And, uh, you know, he's just, that's, that's his life. That's what he loves. I mean, he's, you know, and, and it's not a f- act on stage. I mean, he, that's what he loves to do. And he just, he's one of the best in the world. So, so what was that like? Cause at the beginning of the year, you've got this tour set up or you're already on the road cause he's constantly touring and everything just shuts down. How did that come to be? Well, so we, so, I mean, there was, there was in the background, you're hearing about the coronavirus kind of spreading around the world and, you know, nobody's, you know, you're taking it seriously, but nobody's like, Oh, it'll never end up over here. It's not as big of a deal as we think. And I remember what happened was we had just done a, done a cruise of all things to do. And, um, you know, we come back and, uh, we literally get back that day and then something happened and Sebastian ended up filling in for somebody in somewhere in Mexico. And I start getting like texts from the band and, and, you know, from, from people around me, he's like, Hey, Sebastian's going to get stuck in Mexico. Sebastian's going to get stuck in Mexico. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And, uh, you know, I, I, like, I know he's not going to get stuck in Mexico, but I go to management and I'm like, Hey, are they going to cancel this tour? You know, this is kind of ridiculous. And I ended up, I, initially I was pissed because they were like, Oh, we're not sure. I'm like, man, they canceled this tour over this stupid stuff. You know, I'm going to be furious. And then, you know, two, three days go by and you start realizing, Hey, this is, this is a lot more serious <laughs> than, right, than right. I thought. And literally, I mean, we had all the flights booked. We had, we had all the rehearsals booked. Everything was ready to go. And I, I think about two or three days before I'm supposed to step on a plane, um, you know, I get a call from management and he's like, Hey, so here's the deal. You tell the crew guys, I'm, I'm going to tell the band and you know, the tour is postponed until hopefully October and we'll see what happens then. So, yeah, it's been interesting to me to see how people pivot mm-hmm. and how quickly things have been rearranged. Does it look like the October dates are going to happen for you now? Has that changed since you guys moved everything to October? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Initially, I thought this was going to be like a two week thing, and then we'd all be back to back working again. Yeah. And you know, I just who knows. I I I hope so. Um, you know, I'm not going to have any hesitations about going back on the road unless things get really bad. But you know, it it's just impossible to tell at the moment. Are you worried about that? About your safety, the crew safety, the public safety? Um, uh, yes. To uh, a really big extent, actually, because, you know, the, I mean, as a tour manager, you're the leader and you kind of got to make sure, you know, if somebody gets sick, you know, number one, they get sick. And number two, you're down a person and it can yeah. really wreak havoc. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, but the way this thing spreads, you know, you could be down two, three people really, really quick. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, I don't really know. I don't have a plan at the moment. Uh, you know, but I probably just kind of stick with like the CDC guidelines and, and, you know, probably change how we do our meet and greets and, and how we interact with everybody, uh, you know, in the venue. I'm curious about the show, Ryan, because Sebastian Bach, I watched all the videos just reminiscing about him before you were on the episode today. And he's playing these clubs and they are just packed mm-hmm. full of people. Have you thought about what 
the shows themselves might look like? Would that be any different? Uh, you know, I don't know at this point. I mean, we're that's going to be a discussion that we got when we, you know, probably, you know, end of August, September, when we when we start kind of planning the thing. I really don't know what that's going to entail. It's probably going to be more up to the venue and the city and the state, you know, as far as capacity goes. Right. I, right. I, I, the way I kind of understand it, and, you know, everything changes every day, but they're going to probably book uh, bigger rooms than normal and just kind of keep people socially distant and, you know, maybe be, maybe do a little more streaming and stuff like that. So, have you guys done a lot of streaming? Only, I think we did streaming one time and uh, when we did a show in Punta Cana, but no, not really, not too much of that. Are you guys looking at it? I, I know a lot of people seem to have made made a really quick pivot to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I understand with a show like his, I mean, his is so intense and it's, it's just like collective consciousness of people. So Yeah, well, he he does a good job at playing to that. Like if he, there's a, the one we did in Punta Cana is on YouTube and if you can check that out. But, I, you know, personally, I've made the pivot uh, because, you know, everything I did got canceled too. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to do the streaming thing and, uh, you know, keep myself busy. And, and that's been pretty good for me. So it's, you know, I, I think that's going to be a way of life uh, for at least the next couple of years. And, you know, if it works out well, I, which I think it will, it might be a thing that, that people end up doing, you know, indefinitely. So, so Sebastian Bach, I, I don't know if this is common knowledge, Canadian artist though. He, well, he's got, I guess he's got tri-citizenship. He's, he was born in the Bahamas, uh, grew up in Canada and, you know, he's, he's a citizen of the United States right now. So, so what has this been like for you or, or the band? Because as you mentioned, he's a road dog, man. You are too. And for that to come to a screeching halt, the mental element of that has it's got to be, uh, you know, something to work around. I would think. You know, initially it was for me, and then I was just like, you know what, I'm going to keep myself as busy as I possibly can. Um, and that's when I really, because I, I had started my podcast, Bus Call, um, about a year ago, but I wasn't really diving into it. And uh, you know, I was like, well, you know, it's obvious we're not going to be touring for a while. Let me let me keep myself busy. You know, there's a lot of people on the that were going to be on the road that are not now that are going to be willing to talk about things, right? And uh, you know, it just it, it it it's just a matter of taking your skills and applying them to something else. You know, for me, it was it was that, and it was all right. Well, there's some overlap when it comes to streaming stuff here, so I'm going to learn everything I can that I don't already know about streaming. And you know, just keep your mind busy. There's there's always something to do that that's going to be production related or, or logistically related and um you know that's how i've kept myself say, sane. i know uh, our guitar player brent woods has been working on a lot of records and stuff like that um you know sebastian he he's just super busy on social media i know he's working on some new songs and he's he's building his uh recording studio the drum hut in his uh, backyard so you know he he's not uh nobody's sitting on their butts and, and doing nothing we're all keeping busy and, and trying to be as productive as we can well i love it that you mentioned podcasting and it it seems like such a great opportunity right now for musicians who would want to start a podcast to keep in touch with an audience that Mm -hmm. they can't get to physically and it's a very intimate thing to do too it's like a a tour diary almost like a a corona diary you could do yeah yeah because yeah i mean yeah i mean i think in the first one we talk about how this isn't going to last that long and obviously yeah you know we've all right now all right it's going to last a little while and you know now now i'm like who knows i'm you know but you look back at it and it's just interesting the kind of stuff that you've that you've how you've grown just even in the past couple months well that's the thing that's been great 
on this episode and the other things that we've done that have been COVID-19 related to see how the industry as a whole and its individuals within that industry are, are pivoting and they're finding new ways, just like we did in the music industry when technology came around. Mm -hmm. But we found a way to work with Spotify. Great. It's even bigger than it would have been without it. You know, the technology thing and the, and the pivoting thing is going to be a big thing in the future because, I mean, that's even, I don't know if you've seen that memo that, that Rolling Stone published about uh, that Live Nation is going to be, you know, doing a lot more streaming and stuff like that. But that's going to that's gonna be a new new avenue and a new source of revenue uh, for artists as this goes on. And even after this is all over, I think it's going to become a good opportunity for people to just kind of do some some stuff on the side, you know, between tours, you can just, you can do a show all of a sudden. So. Or some people don't like to tour. They just don't, yeah, yeah. Don't they don't like want to tour anymore. Exactly. They just want to, you know, go into the rehearsal space and, and play a show and that's it. Yeah. I want to finish this off talking about your podcast mm -hmm. until we can get you back face to face in the music business radio studios, do a full episode with you. People can hear more from you and, and keep in touch with what you're doing via your podcast. So talk about that for a second. So yeah, the podcast is, is dedicated to all the the industry people uh, that that are in the touring side of things. I, I kind of see it as a as an opportunity for people that are looking to get into the business to kind of understand the paths that they can take because there's a lot of things that just aren't you know the the glamorous roles in the music industry are the ones you see on stage. The the other opportunities that are there are kind of hidden from people on the professional side. They just don't know that these things exist. But yeah, it's it's a good listen because you know you kind of learn the ins, ins and outs of what happens on the road and, and uh, you know, uh, the jobs that you had no clue existed. So, yeah. Well, I love that. It, it's, it's very similar to music business radio. So if you're listening to this, you're going to like it. And, and where can people find you? Uh, if they go to show dash logistics.com slash bus call, all one word uh, there, that's the main landing page and they can find me on any, any uh, podcasting platform. We're on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google, just about everything else that's out there. Hey, it's David checking in with you from my closet in South Nashville, joined from her kitchen in South South Nashville, Stephanie Lesher, recording engineer extraordinaire. We've been doing these interviews. It's been a few weeks, right, Stephanie? Yes, we've been collecting them over the past, I don't know, probably six weeks now. And we have more to come. Thank you for listening, Stephanie. Thanks for all the work that you've done this. Of course, and don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes at lightning100.com slash musicbusinessradio or musicbusinessradio.com. Thanks for listening. Keep your head up. We're going to get through this, and we'll see you on the next episode of Music Business Radio. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Bus Call. If you like the podcast, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit us at patreon.com slash buscall. Patreon members will get the podcast a week before it's released to the public, and they can also sign up to have advance notice of who's going to be on and the opportunity to ask questions. Please take some time to visit show-logistics.com. We've dedicated the first page to sell merch to raise money for Crew Nation's Global Relief Fund. As you know, with COVID-19, basically all touring has stopped for the foreseeable future, and there's thousands and thousands of crew out of work, and we're donating all the profits, many of the merch sold there, straight to Crew Nation. Thanks so much again, and please rate, review, and subscribe. I know this could be a hot button topic, but I want to encourage everybody out there, please just wear a mask just a little bit longer. We're almost there. Just a few more months of this. I've got people that have lost 
more than you would believe over this. And just because it's not affecting you doesn't mean it's not affecting somebody that you interact with on a day-to-day basis. 